0: I want the record to reflect that I did not call Senator Sanders an ignorant slut.
1: All right. Good morning, Sunday morning, everybody. This is the first, the inaugural episode of the Sunday morning podcast. Uh, I'm Alex with me. We got Lyle. Hi. We got Tom, and we got Zach. What's up? I guess I probably should have said something. Yeah, that's an audio medium, <laughs> yeah. Tom. <Wave>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I'm Tom. I just wanted to, since it's the first episode, I want to go over like the structure real quick, just sort of talk about how we're going to lay things out from here on out. First, we uh, we were thinking we would talk about sort of the uh, the real world, as it were, talk about people like nira uh this week we've got some impeachment stuff going on so we can talk about stuff like that round two baby that's that's right once we finish (laughs) talking about the real world we're gonna enter the online zone and we can talk about fucking slop that's right talk about (laughs) give the hogs their slop talk about twitter beef (laughs) talk about shitty people we find online uh and then third part we're just gonna do whatever. This week we're talking about Valentine's Day, talking about being down bad. Something we're all very well versed. That's right. We might have interviews for you guys. We might have delicious uh buzzfeed quiz content. We might have, you know, guest stars. We fucking anything we feel like, we're just gonna toss in the end of the podcast where you guys uh can't make fun of us for it. That clip you guys heard in the beginning, that was Senator. Dick fuck. We're gonna look up his name later. Um, dick brain, dick brain. Uh, I gotta. We do need to look his name up because I don't remember it at all. Because it was it's not
0: Senator Kennedy. I think okay. I don't know what his first name is. So dick fuck. How
1: many of those are they gonna make? <laughs> New Kennedy district. New Kennedy district. <laughs> that was during the impeachment hearings for our favorite. Neoliberal fucking piece of shit hack, Nira Tandon. They're uh, impeaching Neera Tandon already. They're impeaching <laughs> Neera Tandon. I don't even know who Nira Tandon is. Oh, that, that's that's a good Ooh, way she, to be, honestly. I envy. She you. is the neoliberal <laughs> final boss. Director of the Center for American Progress, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She was quite literally designed in a lab to give me high blood pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nira has been around forever uh, at this point. I think she did a lot of work on the Hillary campaign and Center for American Progress. It's one of those fucking... I'm with her. Uh, ...college... <laughs> yeah, I am with her. It's one of those, like, college stems to uh fucking think-take pipelines. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Which, yeah, Love so... a good so, pipeline. So, yeah, Is Democrats it just, like, consider... USA, but for Joe Biden not even uh they don't even try to have a social media presence uh mm. the thing it really does for the democratic party is it allows them to pretend they're considering progressive solutions but it's it's really it's just got progress in the form. name
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it says progress right in the fucking name so you know they're considering progressive solutions before they ultimately ignore them Cool, cool. At least cool, cool. Yep. Them. That's right. But
0: Nira Nira is a special. Uh, she's a really special ghoul. She is known not for that, but for having deleted thousands upon thousands of tweets where she just gets into Twitter fights with Bernie supporters and uh, you know various other uh, online
1: creeps and characters with like no name Bernie supporters too, right? Like she's like a she's like a grown woman like fighting. Somebody with, like, three followers, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the most horrendous, like, egregious thing that that this, this thing has ever done is uh, she named uh, an anonymous, uh, like, sexual harassment victim, like, outed her to uh, the entire uh, Center for American Progress.
0: During like, a just, staff meeting, right? Oh, Good. Yeah. Love During it. a staff
1: meeting. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Girlboss yeah, shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, sexual harassment, but make it intersectional. Good morning. Sunday morning. All right. So near a tandem. She's the director for the Center for American Progress, neoliberal think tank. Uh, She worked on the Hillary campaign. Oh, and for people who don't know, figure we might just explain this in the episode, but uh, neoliberal think tanks, their entire purpose is to figure out ways for Democrats to kill off poor people, but with good marketing, like with Mm -hmm. with like a with like a nice pretty bow on it. And also to funnel money from the Democratic Party to Nira and her fucking cronies. So you're saying, like, Nira Tandon and her think tank are the kind of people that would, like, look at the Chevron oil spill that happened today and spin it as, like, an oil spill from the... First oil company to have a woman CEO. Yeah, literally That's progress. That is exactly. Yeah.
0: It. Oh my God, she's been around forever though. I didn't realize she worked. Uh, she worked on the Dukakis campaign. She worked on the Clinton campaign. Shit. Obama campaign. Clinton campaign. She was a senior staffer on Clinton's uh, unsuccessful run for two thousand eight. So she really. Helped engineer that whole racist mess.
1: God, when was when was um, Dukakis? Was that like oh six? That was nineteen eighty eight. Jesus Christ, shit, that was longer ago than I realized. Yeah, what a good name. I wish I was named Dukakis. Honestly, I wish. Well, yeah. no, I don't wish that actually. Hey, you got any Dukakis pics? <laughs> Sending but, my GF
0: Dukakis pics. She's the fucking Margaret Thatcher of failed campaigns. And yes, good,
1: <laughs> perfect yep. description. She's, yeah.
0: she's been in power forever, but the power is like telling interns what to do.
1: Hold oh, <laughs> on, did all of Nira Tanden's campaigns fail? No,
0: okay, so Clinton was elected and Obama was elected.
1: Okay, that's Clinton fair. didn't win, though. No, she worked with Bill Clinton. She worked oh, for Bill yeah, and yeah, Hillary, Bill. yeah. Uh, holy shit, okay. Uh. So, the Center for American Progress was founded by... None other than John Podesta. <laughs> My no. No. Yeah. Yep. Bullshit. Uh-huh. Center for Holy American shit, pizza. I'm looking this up. How has the <laughs> <laughs> how has the QAnon crowd not latched onto this?
0: I'm sure they have, but you have to wait through like mole people to get it. Top there. Google
1: result. Hold on. Top Google result when I search Center for American P is Center for American Progress Internship, Center for American Progress Careers. Center for American Progress Wikipedia. i dude. I'm Uh, loving this section for Center of American Progress on her Wikipedia page. It says in 2018, following reports of by BuzzFeed News of sexual harassment allegations within the Center for American Progress, Tandon revealed the first name of a CAP employee anonymously accusing sexual harassment to a meeting of the organization's entire staff. Yeah, fucking yeah. She sucks. Oh yeah. Oh hey, hold on. They've got a oh hey no current internship openings. Crazy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I was I was about to apply on air. I was... Boys, chat applies to be fucking full time liberals. That's what we <laughs> should that do for we American should... Progress issues. Let's see what issues they have. That should be a full episode where we just apply to be interns for Pete. <laughs> yeah, All right, we got we got courts, criminal justice, democracy and government, disability, early childhood, economy. Stop me when any of these sound interesting. K-12, post-secondary education, energy and environment, foreign policy, maybe? Let's go with foreign policy. All right. (laughs) Foreign policy and security is the full name, so this is going to be interesting. Oh, Oh, boy. First article, America Adrift, a new study of public attitudes on U.S. foreign policy issues find that voters desire more government investment at home. I mean, they're not wrong. September 1st, 2013. Near Tandon tweeted on Syria. While I don't want to be the world's policeman, an unpoliced world is dangerous. The U.S. may be the only adult in the room left. Imagine, imagine looking at the United States in 2013—barely five <laughs> years out from the fucking stock market crash. That's got that's got like Dutch intervention in Africa, kind of energy uh-huh like i feel like near is about to call everybody in the middle east and africa savages and say they don't know how to <laughs> govern themselves
0: yeah no it's seriously some white man's burden bullshit except yeah. it's near Tandon.
1: yeah no no like <laughs> quite literally no she's it- a white man at heart <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a libya expert but wasn't qaddafi behind terrorism of attacking pan am flight 103 and killing americans maybe we should be chanting for ouster too What was that about Gaddafi's behind? What does that even mean? Uh, Gaddafi being behind terrorism uh, of attacking uh, Pan-American. I heard your joke, Zach.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Nobody heard that. Zach just said, what about Gaddafi's behind? And it just fell absolutely (laughs) flat. Nobody said shit about it. Yeah. Just his face just (laughs) fell
0: didn't know if it
1: was uh, <laughs> off limits for the pot or not. <laughs> oh fuck! And then she tweeted April twenty first, two thousand eleven. This whole Libya thing doesn't seem to be working out so well. This whole Libya <laughs> thing. Damn, that's crazy. This whole <laughs> Libya thing. The the Wikipedia article also mentions a part in Podesta's emails. Uh, including an exchange with Nira Tandon, uh, in which, while discussing news that Harvard University law professor Lawrence Lessig was exploring a bid for the Democratic nomination, Tandon wrote of Lessig, "I fucking hate that guy."
0: <laughs> God damn it. It rules.
1: That was so hard. Awesome. Yeah, Hillary's emails got leaked, and all she all that was in there was her asking for a plain hot dog with no bun for lunch. <laughs> and near Tandon's got like like fuck, uh, fuck this guy. I hate him. He's a worm. <laughs> what what was it like twenty thirteen or something? She's talking with some Democratic uh, campaign people. I think it was like I I can't remember who exactly was she was emailing with. But she's talking about Libya. Oh, it's Fai Shakir. Okay, she's talking yeah. with Fai Shakir and she goes, talking about Libya, she says, they have a lot of, uh, we, fuck, what did she actually say? <laughs> we have a giant deficit. They have a lot of oil. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. And, and see, and that, that right there is is the perfect embodiment of, of what it meant on her Wikipedia page about securing a democratic world. Cause that's literally all it means is like yeah. committing imperialism in a fucking country whose economic advantage, like who's who, who we can economically take advantage of to like serve us. Desert and, and like, that's storm. Desert storm. <laughs> Desert storm. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. Doing the Iraq war too. Um, The whole panel at the Democratic debates just saying, "Oh yeah, I regret voting for the Iraq War," and Neera Cannon stepping up just saying, "Bitch, I'll do it again." (laughs) Eric Andre goofy picture. It's like like, I'll fucking do it again. (laughs) No, it's it's like the uh, like the Eric Andre bit when he's like yelling on Wall Street about, "I'm the only lawyer who stuck up for BP." I think all those fish in the ocean deserve to die. That's literally what Nira does. That's her Jesus. entire job. Back to that oil spill. The fish were no angels. Let's <laughs> Putting out a fucking hit job against the fish. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the taxi medallions? What is... Okay, Uh, another... Lyle's a liberal, I don't know what this is. What is a taxi medallion and what's happening to them? All right, yeah, I I guess we can get in this. Uh, Yeah. uh, Tom, y'all can talk about what's getting into them. I'll explain what one is. So, Lyle, you can't just, like, start a taxi service. They have, like, a fucking governing body, basically that you purchase a medallion from, and it's essentially your license to operate a taxi. Well, they, to operate a taxi or a taxi service? Like, is this for individual taxi drivers or? T- a taxi, individual taxi drivers, so. Oh, fuck that. Do they do they get actual physical medallions? I, they give them like a big, I, yeah. they give them a big gold doubloon, and then you can have a taxi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
0: No, they actually do. It's nailed onto the taxi hood, I think. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, on some it part is. of the taxi. Yeah, A uh,
1: cu- couple of things. One, the they're basically able to do this because um, taxi unions are l- some of the strongest unions in the country, and they basically have a stranglehold on that sort of stuff. And two, um, uh, when I say buy a taxi medallion, uh, the cost for a single one of these, for one guy to drive one taxi is, uh, on average, somewhere between $700,000 and $900,000. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 So so what <laughs> happened? Uh, to- I thought you said that the unions were strong. How did they let that slide? Right. Okay, so they're unions that are against the taxi workers. <laughs> oh. What? Oh. So the, not the taxi union. Oh no. no! I can't be a socialist anymore. I didn't think about the fact that they could start unions too. I don't. I don't even know <laughs> if it's technically a union, but it's like a conglomerate of like the taxi big boys. Oh, from what so what? The New York City Taxi and Limousine Commission. Yes. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at a picture of the medallion right now. And that's yeah. What it says on. So what happened today is a group of taxi drivers completely shut down uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. It's like 50 uh, of them, right? Yeah, something like that. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up see exactly how many there were. But basically, uh what they did, they're demanding uh medallion debt forgiveness. So, average cost uh up front is $120 to $150,000, but whenever you factor in all the interest that has to be paid on it, that's and that's where they fuck people. I mean, so I have a buddy who went to medical school, uh and got like like came out uh, as a surgeon. He was there for like Oh, he came out. Years. Yeah, yeah. Good, good for him. Of him for coming out as a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you lesbian, uh, bisexual, <laughs> transgender surgeon? It's it's what the plus stands for. That's right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little hospital thing. <laughs> Wait.
0: <laughs> it's the little do hospital things, symbol.
1: <laughs> Did these things fucking expire too? No shit. I like At least the San Francisco one I'm looking at it says it expired <laughs> in a Jesus certain Christ. year on it. That's fine. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, so here's, here's another, uh, tweet from today. Uh, this woman who is running for, uh, New York city council, uh, Felicia Singh, uh, says I'm the daughter of a taxi driver due to our inability to pay our taxi medallion loan. My father had to file for bankruptcy this past Friday. The bankruptcy court put a for sale sign on our house. There's already an offer on our home and the trustees are ready to sell. I saw and- that tweet. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. And it's just it's just fucking shit like that. They have, uh, they need to come up with over a hundred thousand dollars in eighty six days. Other than, ha- uh, otherwise, like the house will be sold and it'll be fucking pushed out on the streets. And it's like what I don't what I don't get is like why is the interest rate so fucking high? Like a hundred fifty thousand dollars is like that's is that not good enough? No, no, it's not. Like, the medallion. No. I I would assume How high the medallion is that interest is, rate to get that high. It's got to be. T- above 20% I would assume the medallion is to cover the cost of the vehicle and uh the like time and the equipment and fucking maintenance on it and all that stuff over the lifetime of the taxi like vehicle there's no fucking way that's more than a hundred thousand dollars so so what it is is it's not interest on uh from the licensing commission it is from taxi loan brokers uh these people charge insane interest rates um so let's see when was this uh 2019 uh Bill de Blasio actually ordered a probe of uh taxi loan brokers because they were uh like cab owners were regularly uh being forced to pay a million dollars plus <laughs> fuck on on a $150,000 purchase <clears throat> And on top of that, average cab driver salary is $25,000 a year. It's expensive Jesus. to be poor, man. Yep. I, know. I mean, God fucking bless these guys for just closing off a whole bridge to get their grievances across because yeah. that's like. I mean, you know, even if you're one of those fucking insane right wingers who, you know, drives a car through the group of people, you can't drive your car through a bunch of other cars. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you I can mean, try. That's fu- it's fucking direct action and it's fucking good direct action. Yeah. Very good direct yep. action. You're I on. would like to see more of it. Hopefully
0: but- it doesn't uh, get the backlash that, uh, you know, direct action usually gets from both the right and liberals. Yeah. Uh, In
1: 2018. uh
0: Nine so from the right. New York,
1: New yeah. York drivers <laughs> uh, committed suicide because of the money that they owed for their medallions. How many? Me. Nine, just in 2018 Fuck. in New York. Jesus Christ! That's and it's on individual taxis, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. the businesses. Like you think taxi. that if you're starting like a taxi business where you're going to hire 50 people to drive cars for you, and you're paying for the cars and all that, like. I get paying $900,000 for a business, you know? It's going like to like, make that money back. But for an in, every individual taxi driver to have to take out what amounts to a million dollar loan. It's that's like cab drivers, um, yeah. not cab. It's like semi-drivers. Like I I it's like I don't know if they're legally independent contractors, but it's sort of like a contractor kind of deal where you're oh, like yeah. Yeah. You you don't necessarily own the taxi cab, but like you're the operator and it's like your deal, you know, mm-hmm. at least at as far as I understand like it. lock someone into indentured servitude for several yeah. years. Yeah. But see, like I, I actually, I worked with a bunch of truck drivers when I was working at the vape shop. It was literally next door to uh CDL school. And the thing is like, at least when you're a truck driver, like the company you work for usually pays for your CDL license. Cause that in yeah. itself can be like, tens of thousands of dollars but it's covered by the business. So it's crazy to me that a it's that expensive because again it's only like I say only but it's like I think like $10,000 for a CDL license but for a taxi which is a less difficult vehicle to drive it's fucking $150,000 plus $800,000 of interest that's insane. Yeah. yeah. On top of that uh none other than all of the hedge funds are now buying up the debt on taxi medallions. And uh, over 900, in the past couple of years, 950 medallion owners have had to file for bankruptcy. Let's go, baby. Let's get those CDOs. <laughs> fucking number one, baby, USA. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get Stop those subprime mortgage bonds, but made out of fucking defaulted taxi loans they took what happened in 2008 the big short to the gang plays the taxi market <laughs> yeah
0: they took what happened in 2008 and i think they're just applying it to every fucking market they can because yeah. they know yeah, they I, can get away yeah, with it Jesus.
1: yeah and the fucked yeah. thing is taxis have been around for forever like how is there not more not even regulation how is the industry just not less fucked it's designed to be fucked okay well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's designed exactly how it's meant to be. It is yeah. it, it is a well oiled machine. All right, yeah. well let's let's move on from this very depressing topic. Um, who's Brooklyn Dad? and What did <laughs> <laughs> he tweet? Okay, okay, okay. Right. I got this. I got this. So it's fucking at Brooklyn Dad Defiant on Twitter. He's this like resistance account uh, started in 2016. I want to say like right when Trump became president. I don't know if that's actually when he started the account, but that's when he started getting big. Dude's got like 800,000 followers because he just tweets- 885,000 followers. 885. Because he just tweets this shitty fucking resistance drivel all day. And the one one tweet that we specifically wanted to talk about was he was talking about the impeachment proceedings. And he said something to to the effect of like, basically he said January 6th was worse than 9-11. Mm -hmm. hold on let me let let me pull it up it's 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 i am traumatized all over again while watching this video recap don't try to tell me january 6th was in all caps not worse than 9-11 these rioters were americans (laughs) fucking brooklyn dad defiant winning craziest white boy of the week (laughs) see see it's actually it's not as bad if uh, people from outside America do it because those are the bad brown people. Um, right. It's bad when right. white people do it, and that's, that's because they're that's supposed crazy. to be. Yeah, they're historically the good guys. White people <laughs> are the good guys. That's how yeah, it works. Right. Everywhere in yeah. history, you can look at history. The white yeah. people are doing the right things. It, okay. Also, just I was like...
0: except for except for January sixth
1: that's exactly <laughs> when it all turned around it blows my and people mind lost that one <laughs> white people posting their L's online it blows my mind <laughs> it's just so so much of a dipshit that he can't like he ca- he can't recognize the faults of quote unquote his own people he's like these were Americans this is terrible like, like yeah. yeah it was yeah, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Three thousand fucking people died in nine-eleven. That is objectively <laughs> a worse tragedy. <laughs> also objectively like, a worse tragedy. It does not fucking matter what the nationality or the country of origin of these fucking people were. Like, why why does it matter that they're Americans, you dumb dipshit? Also, also, he's like, these were Americans. And it's like, yeah, dude. Americans have been bombing the Middle East for the last 40 That's, fucking yep. years. <laughs> like, yeah, we can 9-11 iceberg?
0: every fucking day in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, like. Easily,
1: we dropped 30,000 bombs in 2016 alone. 30 fucking thousand, you fucking idiot. Also, the most unhinged, insane part- I could drop more bombs. Of this guy, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he follows 42.1 thousand people. Jesus Christ. God, his timeline has severe brain rot. Yeah. Oh, and the best part is he 100% reads all of those posts. Uh Every single one of them. Just frantically scrolling (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. Okay. I need you guys. He has a book that he's written. That's called oh, The Littlest President. L-I-D-D-L-E. Uh-huh. And the description, <laughs> the description on Amazon says, Spanky McDumbass was a horrible little man who was a draft dodger, a creepy dad, a businessman, and a bad TV celebrity. Okay, that's really good, though. <laughs> just, go look at his Twitter header. Yeah, yeah, it was it was just, a, cool. brings up a good point, which is anyone can write a book so why aren't we? <laughs> that's right. Yo, Can first episode, we to even out, drop a book. <laughs> Can we please read his book on air after we do Charlie Kirk's? God, yes. yes. Oh, wait, I'm I thought we the... were doing Ben Shapiro's. Oh, sorry, that, that's what I mean, Ben Shapiro. Hmm? We need to start a second podcast, and it's just called The Leftist Book Club, where we read <laughs> shitty books. I'm pretty and sure there's like 800 of those already. Well, then why are we trying to do it? The market's because- saturated, baby. Because <laughs> nah, we're cool. We're built different. How are we supposed to disrupt? Did you hear that Uh, fucking David Hogg is like stepping away from his like oh, actual yeah. activist job to focus yeah. on his pillow company? Oh, wait. Like he actually... Oh, oh yeah, shit. No, no. Like, he's, he's taking a break. He's stepping down from March for Our Lives. <laughs> That's, That's like, so like so temporary. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's like the chairman, too. <laughs> yeah. Chairman Hogg. <laughs> march for (laughs) our lives will be taking a a quick break and for your rest from the march please buy one of my pillows yeah okay good transition his fucking pillow company this man says mike mike lindell's making a bunch of shitty ass quality pillows i'm gonna make shittier pillows but blue they'll still be bad like imagine you experience fucking like a tragedy a school shooting like the worst tragedy america has to offer you know, murdered in your school mm-hmm. and the way you like i i'm i'm not saying this to like dunk on school shooting survivors but like a lot of them have that's good that's got to go in the promo (laughs) it's just that clip i'm not saying this to right after he says but 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 march march for our lives was created specifically to address gun violence issues and to address Mm -hmm. the problems that arise you know that cause school shootings david hogg's like nah i'm not doing that I'm gonna make pillows. Fuck Self seventeen good. of my friends are dead. How do I capitalize on this? <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, he did wait a little while. He did bide his time, and I'll respect him for that. It was just marketing. <laughs> you know, I, off of your dead classmates. It was, it was brand development. Here's here's the
0: thing: March for Our Lives obviously isn't going to press Biden uh, or you know the Democrat held Senate for gun control laws. They know Biden's yeah. not going to do it. Getting uh, now that Trump is out march for lives doesn't have anything to really rally against if uh you know the leaders were kind of uh you know basing it all on we need action from congress they know congress isn't gonna act but now they look like assholes to the people who were like kids are gonna save the future if they try and go against Mm -hmm. biden so i mean i can kind of see why he wants out um that's an excuse that he's he's like you know Fucking grifting off a movement that uh, I I think they built the movement in good faith. I yeah. Yeah. don't yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Well, I
1: think yeah. some of them still are acting in good faith. He yeah, had no he had the other People came out against the pillow company right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was Kasky. Cameron. Kasky. Yeah. yeah, it feels weird to say that that the school shooting survivors had to come out against the pillow company. <laughs> and i yeah. hate that that's what's exactly what's happening yeah what a, what a whack-ass timeline <laughs> it's, 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 we don't even have fucking flying cars we're just saddled at this bullshit yeah. yeah we don't have flying cars and also a taxi costs half a million dollars <laughs> yeah where's my where's my Fuck. cheap flying taxi um <laughs> you, you you said something to the effect of um March for our lives is going to look like assholes if they go off Biden. And I think that's a really huge problem of sort of just that political structure it yeah. like the, like the neoliberal political structure is that March for our lives still has work to do. And I'm pretty sure a lot of their members recognize that they still have work to do, but their political capital is gone because there's somebody with a D in front of their name in mm-hmm. office right now. Yep. Yeah, it just the they, they, your they mo- don't have your anything to resist trunks. against. Yep, actually, honestly, I, but here's the thing: Grift aside, all in all, I hope David Hogg does well with it. I do. I don't. I don't like the fucking guy. I think he's weird. Um, Chairman I think Hogg. He's annoying. Chairman <laughs> Hogg, Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but you know what? I wish him well. <laughs> if fucking Mike Lindell is going to make money making pillows, why shouldn't he? I Mike Lindell never worked a day in his fucking life. David Hogg watched seventeen of his classmates get brutally murdered. If he wants to fucking make a million dollars making fucking pillows, and
0: fuck he it. did, he yeah. did put a huge movement together. Him and the yeah. the other survivors, yeah. but. That's fair.
1: Credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah. well, Mike Lindell is also a fucking dumbass. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, it's it's great publicity for his company too because he knows people uh, are going to pick sides and then a ton of people yeah. are going to pick his pillow company. It's also so great publicity because, like, as of right now, the only people who are even aware that My Pillow exists – are people who obsessively consume Fox News and leftists who are terminally online and and mm-hmm. keep up hey, with shit like who? My that's false. Is. People who do most of their shopping at Walgreens also know what my pillow is. They sell them. <laughs> There's a section of the candy aisle that has as seen on TV products. There's a full wall of them at every Bed Bath and Beyond. No that's shit. Really good that's what they,
0: that, build the wall. Build the wall.
1: <laughs> build the wall of my pillows. My pillows. Let's uh, let's take a quick break uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to we're going to talk about Valentine's Day and shit. Oh, fuck oh boy. yeah, baby. <laughs> you can currently listen to the podcast on Spotify uh, within the next week or two. We will have it up on. Wait, shit. Sorry. Currently listen to it on SoundCloud. They both start with us. Within the next week or two, we're going to have it up on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher it's takes It's going a to be longer. on Stitcher like all the other real podcasts. YouTube, you can also, we have a Patreon, you can <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Don't even have an episode out? Got a Patreon. Monetize. Never do anything you're good at for free, and we're bad at this, so, we're,
0: <laughs> so don't do that for free either.
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh you can also follow us on twitter at sunday underscore pod for a hundred dollars a month you can cancel thousand, any episode you want thousand you are, dollars to, to to for one episode i thought we were doing a hundred dollars yeah. for one episode and we need to make more money more we,
0: yeah we raised our okay. asking price do we want do we want a thousand
1: dollars a month we will shut the fuck up I, will, I think we should drop it to 50 personally dude i will come to your house and i will fucking suck you off if you want to pay us a thousand dollars a month one absolutely in a fucking heartbeat that's non-actionable like, parody no no that's that, no, I, mean it. I know they're trying to protect oh, okay. my ass right now i fucking mean it try me I've never seen like a conservative website that was like well designed. I'm looking at the MyPillow one right now and it looks like shit. It's because they put all of like their uh, experience, like level up points, into racism. So yeah. Zero percent into strength, zero percent into charisma. Like they just had someone design these graphics in like 720p. Max. I have a proficiency bonus in racism. <laughs> <laughs> that also needs to be a promo. <laughs> oh my god. Damn it. That, oh, that is especially bad. The first thing they have like in the list is like not even a pillow, it's his book about Jesus <laughs> with God all things are possible. <laughs> hell, huh? yes. That's not even it's the really book choice. that's like the image on the ad. The the book that's on the image says What Are the Odds by Mike Lindell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same fucking book. <laughs> okay. You're ragging on that? That's extremely good, actually. No, The book is called What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO. No shit. That He used to smoke crack? I did not know that. That rules. That actually makes me kind of like him. What is the Lindell Recovery Network? Oh my god. That's no. extremely good also. Hang on. Dude, I I'm going to am... do a little detective work. I am one hundred percent gonna get into the Lindell Recovery Network and just start oh selling coke. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a crack rehab thing. That's incredible. Also, extremely good. You need a code to access the website, and no. you have to watch this guy's his like testimonial to get the code. It's a cult. It's got to be a that cult. Fucking, oh, dude, that's so There's, fucking. You have good. to go to a church. You have to go Again. to an L R N supporting church that rules Ooh. so hard. I actually this it's, is so it, sketchy. I like him a lot more than I did about 5 minutes ago. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want a my pillow. What's David Hogg's pillow company called? Are they for sale yet? Good pillow, Mar-a-a. I think. He's raised like $10,000 hasn't sold a single pillow. Doesn't even have a <laughs> prototype, I don't think. Bro, he is that's why he's he tagging Elon Musk. He is literally going to be the Elon Musk of pillows. He's just gonna I have fucking. All this, that. Oh, oh dude, he's just gonna have all this fucking money and he's not even gonna have a fucking product. Oh, that's so good. I'm converting my Bitcoin to pillows, he said. <laughs> it's either going to be the dumbest thing I've ever done or the smartest thing. So we'll see. It, it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> it's absolutely the dumbest thing. All right. Let's get back into it. The notes just say talk about Valentine's Day. What does this mean? Uh, By the time this episode airs, it is going to be Sunday, 2-14-2021. Otherwise known as the Um, great day of sucking and fucking. That's right. (laughs) Sucking and fucking. Amen, brother. Amen. (laughs) I will be doing neither of those. I'm down so goddamn bad. So bad. Down cataclysmically. Down horrendous. (laughs) Lyle's the only one in here that isn't. Y'all got any good Valentine's Day stories? I've got one. Uh, I've got Let's one. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. You, you want to lead off, Tom? You want to drop no, this heat? No, 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 no. Okay, you go yeah. ahead. All right. <laughs> Mine's pretty short. When I was in high school, I was it high school? It was either high school or the end of middle school. So, like, baby me. No mm. beard. Really not that much shorter, surprisingly. <laughs> um, I was dating this girl at the time, and uh, Valentine's Day was on a Monday, I want to say. It was on a, yeah, Valentine's Day was on a Monday. So she texts me on Saturday. She says, We need to talk. And then I go to my grandparents for the weekend. I don't hear from her for two fucking days. And like, I, this was my first girlfriend. So I was, I was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like little baby, little baby Alex had no idea how to deal with this situation. I still had her Valentine's Day gift that I got her though. I get to school. I give her my Valentine's Day gift and she breaks up with me before giving me hers. <laughs> Did she still give you Was one? it chlamydia? No. Dog, we were like 14. So she knew she was going to break up with you, but still got you a gift to not give you. (laughs) No, I think she just didn't get me a gift. Oh, it's over. Here's a Nintendo Switch. This is the Nintendo Switch I was going to give you, but then I broke up with you instead. You know, and I might have gotten the dates wrong. It might have been she, you know, she might have broken up with me like a couple of days after Valentine's Day. I don't. I don't remember the specifics, but the gist of it was that I didn't get a gift and she did, and I was pissed about that as a young man for a while.
0: If it was like end of middle school, you were only like a couple years removed from like everybody going around the classroom and putting Valentines <laughs> yeah. in little boxes. Yeah.
1: And and she didn't even do that for you.
0: <laughs> so at least at least she could
1: have done. All right. Well, so I've actually got two uh two stories I can tell. Um You know what? No, no, no. I'm just going to I'm going to go with the grilled cheese one. All right. So, uh this was Valentine's Day. I guess it was 2019. Um and my girlfriend at the time had to work a double. And so I was like, "Hmm. Well, in that case, I'm going to do what I want to do." And I took a shit ton of acid. Like, I mean, just like like an irresponsible dosage, and I'm sitting Net at home. Left this, left the mortal plane. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, yeah, I mean, God fucking skull fucked me, and it shot out my eyeballs. Like, Like, just unreal, <laughs> untethered to this mortal existence. And in my wandering, bumbling state, I decided I'm about three, four hours in. And I'm like, you know what sounds really good right now? Grilled cheese. And like, normally I don't like eating food like that. I eat frozen berries a lot. Any sort of frozen fruit. It makes me feel like fucking like caveman, like hunter and gatherer. Like I just, I am, I am fucking Mr. Universe. I am so connected because I'm eating some fucking like genetically modified frozen fruit with like 1000000000s <laughs> <a> of <billion laughs> t- <laughs> t- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta, gotta return to tradition. yeah exactly
1: yeah and the walk to the fridge is the gathering part (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh so i decide like i'm gonna make a grilled cheese and i'm like dude this is like this is the greatest fucking idea that i've ever had and i'm so excited so i go i get everything ready i've got the stove on high which like okay i know i know that it's not you're not supposed to make a grilled cheese on high but again (laughs) I was like, <laughs> I, I probably took like eight or nine tabs, <laughs> searing the grilled cheese with little medium rare, <laughs> <laughs> and so I just fucking I toss it in there, and like I should have known because immediately I heard the butter like sizzling, <laughs> like really loud, and I was like, nah, eh, whatever. So He's I'm be- splashed in the face with hot oil and you're like, that's <laughs> fine. This is okay. Nothing bad can happen. See, I'm the main character. I'm the protagonist. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can't be hurt.
0: Plot, Plot armor. armor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I go and I decide, I'm like, ah, you know, it's time to smoke. So I go and I like sit on the couch and I'm smoking. Probably like five minutes goes by, six minutes goes by, and my whole apartment just smells like shit. And I have no idea why it like doesn't cross my mind. Like, I mean, just nothing. And I get up, I think I went to like, go get water or something. And I like get up and I start walking you into run, the You're running on like basic brain functions, like water, <laughs> yeah, food, not thinking about the consequences, just no, like brainstem only. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. When I'm on that much acid, it's like, I like, drink water smoke weed and masturbate 12 times and like that's it (laughs) and so which is why it was a perfect way to spend valentine's day um (laughs) you were gonna do it anyways (laughs) exactly. and so i like i start walking back into the kitchen and there's this like column of flames like shooting up from my stove and i'm like oh shit oh shit oh fuck and so i run and i like grab the pan And then all of a sudden, the fucking smoke alarm starts going off. And like, I start panicking normally when like a smoke detector is going off anywhere near me, but like much less under the influence of acid. And so I'm like freaking the fuck out and I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And so I like take the I like take the pan while the grilled cheese is like still like flaming and like smoking. And I run out. I was on the second floor and I like run out on the balcony. And I take the pan, like like grilled cheese pan and all, and I just fucking chuck it off the back belt. <laughs> and there's this like, lake behind my, my apartment. And it just like, and like splashes into the lake. And I kind of like hear it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, like I'm good. Problem solved. <laughs> Crisis yeah. averted. You- you actually made the best possible decision in this context, <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. What They're the like, fuck else, what else do you what, do? Hey, hold, you. hold on. <laughs> um, question. Yeah. After that, did you go back inside and get in on those frozen berries? Absolutely. <laughs> My food was already fucked up for the night, and I had already bought like a five-pound bag of frozen berries. So, And you lost the pan. I lost a pan. Oh yeah. It was still there. I went out the next morning to go like take a walk around and it was just the sandwich was gone. Uh so I don't know, like, I somebody walked by and like got hungry or something. Uh, but the stove was just like floating in the fucking lake, like, the right pants? on the shore stuff. The pan, god damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, using pants. his absence strength Tom lifted their entire stove. <laughs> And he was <laughs> off of a second floor balcony. Yeah, it was uh, tearing it my was... ACL, throwing a six hundred pound stone. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible, but it was also amazing. It, it, it makes for like one of my favorite stories that like gives people a good look into like my psyche. Like a... <laughs> I tell people that <laughs> story, and they're like, "Yeah, okay." I understand you. I, I understand I, you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, it, but I understand it. So, that's how God. I celebrated Valentine's Day 2 years ago. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> like I don't know moment. how I can follow that up. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, man, shit. Uh, this this was last year. Um, I think it was my first Valentine's Day alone in like quite a while and I just like resolved uh, myself to getting day drunk and uh not really doing anything. Um, Isn't that
1: what you do on normal days? Well, yeah, but like... But just a little bit (laughs) more. It's a little
0: special, you know, a little more sentimental. A little sad, okay, okay. Yeah, a little more sad. Listen to fucking, uh, you know, the sad boy playlist. Um, But so I'm already drunk. It's like 7 p.m. And my roommate's girlfriend, uh, she just gets there. And she's like kind of frantic because she's in a sorority. And she's like, one of my sisters uh, needs a date for the date party tonight. Oh, boy. And uh, she was like, you're the only one who's uh, single here. Can you help out? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, sure. I don't know <laughs> why the sorority. Help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the sorority was uh was having a date party on Valentine's Day. Uh, That seems like a like a weekend thing. But yeah, so I said, yeah, I I tagged along. Didn't know this girl met her. I was already drunk for the pregame uh met her there that was the first time I ever met this girl uh and you know it's going well uh we get to the club uh i'm i'm like fucked up at that point she's pretty fucked up everybody's fucked up and i recognize someone from my program there and i start talking with them and we get into politics cuz i'm of course a poli sci major mm-hmm. um and we just start trashing this person who's running for office um i'm not going to say who it is because uh, i don't want to get coward. into yeah because i'm a coward um <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i just don't want to ruffle any feathers but sure, we're sure. trashing th- we're trush uh we're trashing this guy for like probably a good 10 minutes straight um little did i know that uh she's directly related to this guy
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> she didn't know it either um because apparently, this girl, like, uh, she, she had like a, she either changed her last name or, um, you know, somehow through marriage that changed, but uh, yeah, uh, she went home and I actually stayed at the club until closing, so <laughs> you know, night wasn't so bad, night was salvaged,
1: but uh, In that's that girl, near tandon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> the one that got away. <laughs> my story is that every year on Valentine's Day i I just sit in my room and think about becoming joker. That's right, but now I've got a girlfriend, Joker avoided Joker avoided. We live in a society. many people don't <laughs> know that, but <laughs> why is nobody is talking about this
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know how they have uh like stalinization and like the Soviet Union. Like that's sure. that's just a term. Uh, Lyle was de Jokerified. He went through de Jokerification. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the is the only way uh... to do that
1: is just by getting pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, My girlfriend looked at me. She said, "I can fix him," and then she did. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Joker's gone. Remember, everybody, women are your therapists. That's right. <laughs> yep. Is this the end of the pod?